Here we go. Episode 26 of the Hardline Sports Talk. John Michael Masiri. I am Michael Merlo here with you. How, how are you doing tonight? Good. You're doing good. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Good to be back. Good to be back. I'm a, you know, I'm a good night. Yankees doing real good yeah. lately. I'm in I'm in a good no, you, mood. You, How about you? No, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a I'm in a mood. Yeah, you know, de- definitely a mood. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's been interesting. Yeah, that's that's one way to put it. It it really has. Yeah, that's one way to put it. I don't, I don't know any other way to put it, right? Mm-hmm. Other than depressing. <laughs> um, let let's start there. We'll start with the Mets. The Yankees. The Yankees play tonight. They won. We'll get to them in a little bit. The Mets play today at twelve o'clock. Yeah. Unfortunately, How'd that go? no, it didn't go too well again. Lost three out of four to the Marlins here over the week, and they're headed to Philadelphia. And what did Jay? What did Philly do today? Down to their finals. Um, down to their final strike in the ninth. Down two today. What did they do today? I believe they won seven to six. They won. They yeah. won seven to six. They scored mm-hmm. four runs in mm-hmm. the ninth. Down to their final strike. Scored four runs. No, good though. Yeah. Good for the Mets. Didn't the Mets? They were down to their last strike, too. Yeah, they had the bases loaded. Yeah. 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 They had the bases loaded three times today, actually. Yeah, the first inning. The JD first inning. Davis hit the grand slam. Yes. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay. Can we, in all seriousness, can we talk about Javier Baez? No, yeah. Let's start there. I mean, come on. No. Listen. The platinum sombrero? He, I mean, the golden sombrero. Here we go. He won them the game on Wednesday night. He, he made a great slide to steal a run. He hit the go-ahead home run, and he played good defense Wednesday night. He was the MVP of that game. He won them the game, no doubt about it. There, everybody's saying, you call him Almago for a reason. You call him the magician for a reason. Yeah, that, that was great. And I understand the inconsistencies of baseball, right? You, it's a sport where you fail seven out of ten times, and you're good. Yeah. I can't do the extremes here. You're telling me that it's normal for him to have a really good game like that where he plays good defense and he steals runs and he hits home runs and then leaves eight guys on base and strikes out five times? No, I can't do that. And that's why I didn't want him. I would have rather Chris Bryant. And listen, he's going to make plays. He's going to have games like he did Wednesday night where I'm going to say, wow, I really like this guy. But then you're going to have games like Thursday afternoon where you basically cost your team the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're finding a lot about about the Mets right now, and they're about to hit a really rough stretch. They're playing Philadelphia, right? They're playing Philly this At weekend. Philly. I'll be there. Um, and then they're playing the Giants and the Dodgers, who are basically the two best teams in baseball, over 13 games. Yeah, good. So, Please. they are really not making it easy for themselves. They had a golden opportunity in this division to run away with the lead, and they're doing the exact opposite of it right They're now. They're losing the lead. Um, yeah, just overall not good, and I think we're realizing what this team is all about. I mean, they're, none of the stats back it up. It's not like you look at their record and you're like, oh, but they're, they're a better team. They just have some bad luck right now. It's no. actually the opposite. I think that you're realizing their luck is kind of running out right now. Uh, they're, they're, if you look at their run differential, the Pythagorean win-loss, it says they're supposed to be a 52-55 and 55 team. Um, or actually, well, now 52 and 56 because they played today. But this is, you know, as of this morning. Um, and, yeah, just a lot of not good. The, the offense, yet again, like you said, can't score with runners in scoring position. 
Um, and what did you say? They're batting two eleven with the bases loaded. This it got year? worse because they had two other. What, what, the last time we spoke, we spoke today. They had got out with the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. They had two more opportunities in which they didn't score with the bases loaded in that game. So they're twelve for ninety two. Oh my god! The first inning was the worst one. The you can't yeah, get bases loaded, loaded yeah. no out with the heart of your order. Davis, and Baez, not, and, and Conforto are coming up. the ball in play, really. Conforto yeah. popped up, but it was a two-out, so who yeah. cares? And even so, pop-up, what's that going to do? Yeah, it's it's not good. And you want to go back. Let's go back to last week. They played five games against the Braves. They played three games over the weekend against the Reds. Mm-hmm. They won a, a one nothing game in, in one of the doubleheader games on Monday night against the Braves. And then we did a, we did a show that day, and then they 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 won the next game on Wednesday on a throw from Michael Conforto. It was a great play in right field, but they should have lost that game. And then they should have lost the game in which the Reds handed it to them when they put Sean Doolittle in on Saturday to face Dom Smith, and Dom Smith ties the game. Yeah, they should have lost that one too. So the wins that they, they're getting aren't good. They're not like oh they were dominant. They looked really good in this game. They're just okay. You, you got lucky and you won. Right. So it's it's been a really bad it's been a really bad month and a half now, and I, part of it is the pitching that was so so good, so so good, is ha, had a bad stretch, but now it's just average. It's just floating around average. It's good enough at this point. Right. Last week, I mean, and the, the offense has just been so bad all season, and it's finally hurting them because the pitching isn't as good. I mean, we, you know, we missed the news cycle a little bit with the trade deadline, so we didn't get to touch on it, but, you know, the I think we realized the Mets really didn't have that great of a deadline. Getting Rich Hill and getting Javier Baez, okay, Baez is a name. It's a good player to add to your team. How does Is it the exact player you wanted? Probably not. He doesn't really fit what you needed exactly, but adding talent is never a bad thing. Um, Rich Hills, nothing more than a depth move. That is where they went wrong with pitching. And I was one who usually who kept saying they don't need to add starting pitching, they don't need to add starting pitching. But that's before now DeGrom's got all these issues and the injuries have become more of a problem and Taiwan Walker's blowing up. And listen, we knew that their luck was going to run out with starting pitching and stuff like that with the career years that some of these guys were having. I even said it. Do you remember I said it, I don't know, like a month ago? I said, the rotation's great, but everybody's ERA is going to go up. DeGrom's yeah. ERA is not going to stay at sub one at the time when it was. Tywin Walker's ERA, Strowman's, and that, that's all happening. Um, Berrios would have made a lot of sense for them. I'm not going to rip them for that because the Twins got a haul for Berrios, so I'm not going to say that the Mets should have emptied their farm system. But it would make sense because not only does he help you for this year, but you got him for next year, and it helps you with a need. And Marcus Stroman's coming off the books this year. Syndergaard's hitting free agency. I don't know what his market's going to look like, but he's hitting free agency. So you would expect one of the one of those guys to walk. So Barrios would have been a nice guy to add to your rotation. I don't know how much they were asking for. I personally would have given up Dom Smith and something else for Barrios. It was Dom Smith and Ronnie Mauricio their third prospect. Yeah. Uh, see, Mauricio, that's a bit of a steep asking price, but Dom Smith, you know how I feel about them with Dom Smith. I think right. he, they should have shipped him out a year ago. Um, but, like I said, I th- this this is not this team's year, in my opinion. I think 
as I've said, management still hasn't gotten their hands on this team completely. The, you know, the new ownership and everything for the way they want it to look next year. And But you had to buy. You had to buy because... How can you not buy when in a division like that with the lead that you had? They had to buy. I think they bought the wrong position player. I'm not going to get on them for not going after Barrios as much as I love him. But at the same time, they knew about DeGrom 1 o'clock Friday. Maybe they just said, listen, we'll, we'll add here. We'll hope and pray he DeGrom comes back. Yeah. We're getting Carrasco back. And we'll see how it goes with these guys. I don't. I think they're kind of taking the route in which you thought, and that they didn't go all in. They made a move to make them better. They made a move because they had to get better, but they weren't making a full blown "let's go get it" yeah. type move. And it's kind of like a half pregnant thing. Exactly, and it, not usually good. I again, if they went and got Chris Bryant, different story. I'd be a lot happier. Yeah, I wanted Bryant. I didn't want Baez for the exact reason we saw today. I, I can't I, I can't watch that. Five strikeouts, you leave eight guys on yeah. no, I, I can't I can't do the two extremes like that. I can't. It, it's really sad though. It, it's sad because it looked like this was gonna be you know, they were gonna be in the playoffs and they were gonna win this division. And listen, the Braves right now they're playing very well. They're tied. They had the bases loaded in the eighth right now with the Cardinals. They're playing a lot better. They play very good against the Mets. I got this thing with the Phillies where I actually think the Mets are going to have a good weekend just because of how the Mets it's play against the, the Phillies. The, yeah, and the division, like we keep, like we said, it's not a great division. The Phillies aren't a team to look twice at. They're nothing special. But So the Mets, this is still very salvageable. But I, I think the Mets aren't anything really to look at. And it seems like they're in one of these, I don't want to sound like, yo, typical Mets, but... Typical Met meltdowns right now. Would you even call it a meltdown? Like, is it a meltdown or is it just this is what it this is what it is it's, without the pitching masking? It's not yeah. the offense being that bad. I wouldn't call it like two thousand. What was that? Two thousand eight, seven, seven and eight, two thousand seven meltdown. But it's it's definitely a, a choke job, you know, with what's going on they, right now. Especially, listen, if they just took. Lost three out of four to the Dodgers. Okay, but to the Marlins I know. and you know the way they've been playing lately. That's the way they are though. Competition. That's the way they are. They play down a competition, mm-hmm. and I and I I joke about it, but I'm I'm not. Jo- I, I say it, but I'm not joking about it. This stretch against the the Giants and Dodgers, I have no expectation for them to win, but at the same time, I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. The I it's just the way this team has been for years. They're going to show up in those series. Yeah. They don't show up against the Marlins. They they won't show up against the Nationals next week. But they they will play tough against those teams. They will go out west and play tough right. and show you maybe maybe they are. Yeah. I, I joked around with our friend. I'm like they're going to go four and six, three and seven over the next ten against the divisional opponents. Go out west and go ten and three. Yeah, that like that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's how they are. It's weird, but. It's not realistic. Tell me if this makes any sense. According to BaseballReference.com, the Mets have a 23.4% chance to make they, the postseason. Baseball Reference has had them low all season. All I, season I they, Baseball they Reference They the numbers low. and yeah. they don't see it. But it's kind of weird for a team that's first place in their division having a 23% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, they, they the Baseball Reference has had them low all year. Fangraphs has had them at 80%. Now they're at 60 
and I don't even think this needs to be said. It's very obvious that it's division. You win, winning you're in, or win or go home kind of a thing. You're not getting a wild card no. spot. Not getting the wild That's card. That's sealed up from one of the two of the three NL West teams. It's it's sad. The, the the fall they've taken is very sad. And again, would it shock me if they you know come out this weekend and play very well? No. But like I'm saying, I don't think. Yes, this was a bit of of a collapse, if you want. To, I don't even want to call it that. It wasn't that drastic, but this is who they are. I th- you know, this isn't a team. Even going into the season, nobody was saying the Mets were going to be World Series contenders. We said I think they could be a wild card team, maybe win eighty eight games, something like that, ninety games tops. But let's not act like this was a team we were expecting to be. You know, going deep into an October run. I mean. I think if you think they're a wild card team or a, a playoff team or a, a team that's going to compete for a division, I don't. Know, I, I still, it's not good. No. Like it's it's not okay that they're doing this. It's not like oh well they weren't supposed to win the World Series. Like no, but, you had a chance to win this division. Right. You're the best team. I still think they're the best team in the division. But I don't know. are they though? The, it's tough to be the best team in your division with the 29th best offense in baseball. I know. That's pretty it's, difficult. I like I watch I watch everybody else aside from the last like two weeks. Yeah. Like if you look at the whole season from a whole, I still think the the Mets are the best team. Not the last two weeks, but a, a season from the whole. I mean, some of the guys in this lineup do not. I have like, a question. Michael no. Conforto does not deserve to be in a starting lineup. Uh, Dom Smith, I would even argue. Would I would know. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. They're going to need to make moves in the offseason, right? Obviously. At the position players, where do they... I know where I would make the, the changes. But where do you make changes in that lineup? Center field, first off, right away. I would go for a center fielder. You'd move... You're mm-hmm. starting Nimmo. Move, move Nimmo. Move, okay. Nimmo to, you'd, you're moving Nimmo to Nimmo's the corner. Nimmo's a better outfielder defensively in the corner. I think if you look okay. at, like... I think that's... You're not taking him out. No, I'm not he taking does not, him out. No, he Nimmo needs to deserves play. to be in the lineup. Yeah. 100%. Okay. He's the lead off Um, Dom... I Obviously, I would trade Dom. Yeah, Dom's out. Michael Conforto can walk. Yeah. I don't even... Do you even give him the qualifying no. offer? Why no. would you give him 18, 19 million dollars? No. Done. Goodbye. Um... The only thing I would say about Conforto, you can maybe bring him back on a team-friendly contract because who knows what his market's going to look like. I mean, he's just every day throwing money in, down the drain. The guy's batting 203 and 227 at-bats. Yeah. It's god-awful. I mean, you can't make a move at catcher. You just got James McCann, who has been nothing special at all this year. The, the catching production hasn't been great, but obviously when you look around the league, I'm not... Oh, they need they need this guy. They're like, no, there's only one JT Realmuto. So I'm not like crying about catching. I would say my top priorities would be center field. How right. about defense and offense? Right field. Then one of the corner outfield spots, yeah. And third base. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but that and it's so funny because that's all they need. Yeah. Like that's it. You, you brought in... Uh, McNeil's been swinging a great bat. McNeil's obviously here to stay. Obviously, Alonzo has been playing out of his mind. Obviously, Lindor. And then catcher. Uh, you you can't... Like you, like we said, we can't make a move now. I mean, you don't need... Yeah, you don't need to give this team a facelift. You know, you don't have to... It's three moves. Replace all eight guys in, you know, in the, in the field. But 
you know, look at the Yankees. The Yankees' offense has been doing much better lately. Hopefully, it continues. But thanks to literally Dude, Gallo and Rizzo, has helped the team a ton. So the and you know what's funny, like in the, in the moves the Yankees made, they were they were good moves. It was it obviously helped the team. I don't understand where the Mets are coming from when they say Javi Baez. I, I don't get it. A, a guy that is strikeout, swings mm-hmm. at terrible pitches, doesn't get on base, but he drives guys in. Right. So basically what you have in a lot of these guys already on the team. Yeah. I am, To me, it makes no sense. I, I wouldn't have gone for Baez. I mean, <sighs> the only thing that I would say would be a good defense for that is the Mets have struggled with runners in scoring position, and Baez But this guy's going to strike out! Yeah. Well, runners in scoring position. But doesn't he have a decent stat line with runners in scoring position this year? Situational hitting? He does, actually. He's batting, like, over 300, I think. Okay. But well, I'm sure that got damaged in today's game. It definitely got damaged in today's game going over for five. Also, little side note. What is with him being, like, a freaking maniac? I don't and, know. And, like, getting in fights with people. The Amir Garrett thing I get. Amir Garrett's also a maniac. But now, like, he's beefing with the Marlins. No, but I said well, something. beefing with Richard Blyer. I like, actually said something to my dad about that, like, when it happened. The yeah. bias stuff, which is a week before they traded for him. I was, he was like, what happened in that Cubs game? And I was like, oh, this a-hole, Javi Baez. Yeah. I'm like, he's a pr- I was like, he's a prick. Yeah. And then we traded for him five days later. <laughs> but. You know, he finished second in the MVP voting in 2018. You know, I meant, to t- I meant to talk to you about that before, before we got hung up with somebody at the store on Tuesday. You know, just talking our ear off, right. Leonardo's. He had a like that twenty eighteen year was really really good. Six point four WAR, eight eighty one OPS. Yeah. The guy batted two ninety out of three twenty six on base. He's <laughs> he doesn't get on base. He swings the bat, man. You, I don't understand why guys throw him strikes. Yeah. I would sliders literally away sliders low and away yeah. nonstop. People say the same thing. My dad says that with Stanton when, you know, he's like, why would I even throw this guy a fastball? Yeah, I'm not throwing, I'm not throwing him a strike over the plate. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't even come close to it. He swings at everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't like the move, if you can't tell. I don't like it. And I'm, I'm worried. I'm very worried. I'm, like, speechless. Yeah. I'm going to the game on Saturday. Very nervous. You're going to be really nervous. Well, here's the thing. Because, again, they they tend to play up to their opponent. And they're good against Philly. And they're good in that building. So, I'm, I, I feel like if they have any guts, any pride, anything in them, mm. they're going to find a way to win this series. What are, you, uh, what are you wearing in that game? I'm wearing a mess jersey. You are. I'm not going to be wear- when we go wearing... Are you wearing a vest? <sighs> Boy... I'm not going around town like I did last time wearing my jersey. I'm going to keep it in the trunk. Yeah. But, yeah, wearing the jersey well, because once you get in there, you know, once you get past security. You're good. You're good. You can't get shot. Yeah, you just you get, get punched in the face. You get punched in the That's face, spears thrown at you. Maybe get, like, a little plastic fork to the, you know, right. stab. Something like that. It's fine. I'm not that worried. The yeah. seven line's going to be there. Really? Yeah, we're not sitting with good. them. Good. No. There's seven line's poverty sitting in the outfield. I'm sitting kind of buying a plate, so. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be intense because obviously it'll be a playoff atmosphere. It'll be a playoff man. atmosphere. Is it night game or day game? Four or five. Four or five. Sketchy. Nice four or five. I don't I like four or five. I like four or five games. Eh. Haven't been to a four or five game. That's no. no. See, that's a pain in the ass, especially for the players with the sun setting and everything, like the glare. 
Who gives a crap? I gotta bring my sunglasses. I'll be in my car on my sunglasses. I think it's gonna be cloudy though. We wear your sunglasses when it's inside at nighttime, inside. You wear your sunglasses no matter what. Because I have my prescription in them yeah. and I can see very well. Well, you have normal glasses on right now. Why don't you just wear those? I should. Wear, I should wear my glasses. My sunglasses in here. It's bright in here. Whoever left every light on it and I see windows tonight. Mm-hmm. Good job. Electricity bill is gonna be through the roof. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. please. Like you're worried about the electricity bill. Oh, I'm not. It's not my. It's not my place. Yeah, exactly. Oh, just saying. Whoever, whoever has to be worried about it. Can we talk about the very fantastic New York Yankees? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about them. Oh, good. My computer wants to reset. Remind me tomorrow. So hey, your computer didn't just shut off again? No, it didn't. Oh, okay, good. We're good. My computer's not glitching out. Good. Thank you. Um. No, good. Big series. Praise. Scored like four, run, five runs in the eighth right now. Good, seven. Very four. nice. Yeah. So big weekend series for the Yankees. Nice little wild card race, trying to build some ground on the Mariners. Not that we're really worried about the Mariners. Kind of working towards this division still in play. I don't want to get crazy here, but yeah, the Red Sox are sliding a little bit. The Rays were, uh, I want to say, five games back in the loss column. Five so, games back of the race. Yankees had the best record in the MLB since the All Star break. So, wow, really? Yeah, eighteen and eight. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like what I'm seeing right now, but hopefully it continues. I don't think they're gonna catch their daddies, the Tampa Bay Rays. Actually, the Red Sox are their daddies now. The the yeah, they've done a solid job against the Rays they this have? year. Yeah, I'd say they're about five hundred against them. Well. I think they're I think they're better than the Red Sox. The Red Sox uh, the Red Sox still don't do much for me. They really had a bad deadline. They lost out on Rizzo and it was you know that's double bad because he ended up going to their their rival. Um and they didn't add to their pitching staff at all, which they needed to do. Yeah. They really they could have solidified themselves. I mean, going in, are they really going to rely on Chris Sale coming back and being Chris Sale? It's like the Mets saying, Syndergaard is going to be yeah, our deadline It's like line the Yankees with Severino. Exactly. Like, the Yankees aren't saying that. They're not saying, oh, we're getting Severino. But, but the Yankees didn't have pitching. No. But Jordan Montgomery's been pitching better. Jameson Tyon just won pitcher of the month, and he pitched well again yesterday. He had 10 strikeouts. So. He did pitch well yesterday. You don't think they need another pitcher? What about a bullpen piece? Yeah. They, I think that's what they missed that's out what they missed on, out on. I would definitely would have added somebody in the pen. And you know, I'm watching the game tonight, and Chapman saves it. Has he's been better lately, Chapman? Sketchy. But tonight was sketchy. He had a lot. He had long rest, and usually, rest is good for pitchers. But with Chapman, I've been seeing it his whole Yankee career. When he comes back after not pitching for four days, three days, he's wild. You know, it's it's kind of a I guess a routine thing for him. <laughs> Pitch him every night, I guess. But I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, I really hope I'm wrong here, but him, if we get to the postseason, him closing out games, it's oh, it's going to be anxiety levels yeah. through the roof. Little heart, mini heart attacks every time. Yeah. And Loisaga was warming up today. That kind of shows it, you the kind of trust they have. It though. looked I – like I like that Boone's not scared to, you know, do that as a backup plan. Not You know, it's – 
Because typical Aaron Boone about a year ago would have not done that and been like, oh, we have full confidence in our closer and blah, blah, blah. But he understands what the point they're at in the season right now. And there's if no Hanniger ripped the double down like the line that, there yeah. and it was second and third, two outs, yeah, yeah go to go to Or Loise, even yeah. it, it, he got Hanniger to 3-0. I was like, bring Loazga into this game. When he, when he walked, like I was fully expecting yeah. him to walk him. Luckily he didn't, but I was just, you know. I thought can't. that ball After was that, gone. done. That's it. Yeah. I thought that ball was gone. I didn't think it was gone, but I thought it was trouble. I thought it was, you know, going to be a double wall. or something. But And then again, you never know when you see it. That Joey Gallo home run. Mm-hmm. I mean. 48 degrees. How does that get out? Did you see uh, Kalanick's I home saw run? Kalanick's. Even how worse. does that get yeah. out? Like, how do those balls get they said, out? They said Gallo's would be out at 10 stadiums in the MLB. Seriously? Yeah. What about... Kellenix was like 340 or something yeah. like that to write. Uh, like I said, the short porch giveth and the short porch taketh. Yeah, really. That's crazy. I got I got my World Series, and I'm not budging off it all year. I got it. Tell me. White Sox Brewers. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I heard you say it on your radio show yesterday, yeah. and it got me thinking, and I've, I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to talk about it. I love the Brewers. Not buying it. They're giving me big, like, 2017 Cleveland Indians vibes right wow. now. Wow. Like, the hot team with the good rotation. Good and, rotation. And, and the really good rotation, right? I just don't – I don't think that offense is is capable of taking them to the World Series. I would have liked to see I could be – listen, obviously could be wrong because pitching can take you all the way in the playoffs. Literally. But I think – the, the offense just isn't there. I think their three guys right now are better. Who were the three guys that year? Was it Kluber, Carrasco? Kluber, Carrasco, um, Bauer, and they also had Clevenger. I'm going to take those three guys. I'm going to take Woodruff, oh, Burns, yeah. and Peralta over them. Yeah. Uh, that's not, I mean, that's not Kluber crazy. would probably be the best out of all of them. Yeah. But then everybody else I'm taking on the Brewers' side. I, I can see that, but... If they could get Yelich going, like if they get Yelich going, right? I, I think it's over. It's a big if, though. I know. I, no, yeah, obviously. I'm not not predicting it's gonna happen, but if they did, I think you know this isn't a hot take. I just I think the Giants are the team to beat. They really are. The I Giants like are really freaking good. I like the Giants more than I did like a month ago. I'll tell you that. I mean, we're what 115 games in. They're, they're, they're no 120 games in. They're for real. They're no joke. No, they're not 120 games. Are they 100? No, they're not 120 games in. They're 108 games in. Yeah. Slight difference. Yeah. Um, what standings are you looking at? What? You, you're a day behind on every standing. Oh, I'm on Baseball Reference. They update their stuff every week. Okay. Why don't you yeah. go to MLB.com Yeah, no, but, ba- but Baseball standings. Reference has, like, all the breakdowns, extra innings, games, one-run games. They got it all. Where is that? What? You go, uh... Standings? Seasons. Standings. Seasons, standings. Like, everything they have here? Wow. Wow. This is interesting. Pythagorean luck? What's what's the Mets' Pythagorean luck? Four. What's that mean? They've won four more games than they should have. Good. Yankees is three. Toronto Blue Jays, negative seven. So they're getting unlucky. Yeah. Okay, and how about the Mariners? 
The Yankees are playing the Mariners tonight. I just looked. Their Pythagorean luck is nine, which is a lot. They're winning a lot of close games. How the hell is this team in playoff contention? Like, I'm looking at these guys coming to the plate and their stats and just the overall roster. I'm like, how is this team above 500? Because they're 23-11 and 11 in one-run games. Yeah. They're, and I, I listened to Scott Saravis actually today on MLB Network Radio, their general manager. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking about the deadline moves they make made in this team and how... They're just—he—he he said it. They're close and they're really good at late in games, close, close right. games, and they find a way to grind it out. I, we I, we can do a whole show on just running running through baseball reference. Yes, How about this? Can. This just shows to you why strength of schedule and stuff like that is so underrated. The. Chicago White Sox are forty nine and twenty four against teams below five hundred. They're fourteen and twenty one against teams greater than or equal to five hundred. Where's this right? Fourteen and twenty one, yeah. And how how about that? They've only played thirty five games against teams that are above five hundred. So what is their the schedule? Boston Red Sox are forty three and thirty three against teams above five hundred. They've played what is that, seventy six games. Where are the Boston Red Sox? Teams that are 500 or above. And the 76 versus 35 for the White Sox. Talk about playing in the AL East versus playing in the AL Central. And look at the Astros, 43 and 28. Yeah. We could do a whole show just standing here, sitting here looking at mm-hmm. this. I'm looking at the last 30, and I'm surprised. Like, like the Mets are 15 and 15 in their last 30. I'm shocked that it's that good. Yankees, 18 and 12. Mm-hmm. Ugh. What a joke. What a joke. So, you don't feel good about both my World Series teams right there? Um, no, nah, the White Sox thing, I was kind of just trying to prove the point that, you know, they play way more teams that are under 500. I just think it's, like, funny. Um, but I still think the White Sox, I, I don't think they're going to the World Series personally, but uh, I think they're definitely built to. I don't, I, I just, I don't know, I think the, the Astros are too good. You think it's going to be the Astros? If it's not my uh, my Yankees because uh, I don't want to go against my Yankees. If it's not, then I think yeah. it's the Astros. Yikes. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting AL wildcard race. I'm, I'm very excited to see that. Yeah. Because the a- we know how the A's are. They do the little things right. They, they pitch well. They always have a good bullpen. And they add Starling Marte. I'm surprised that they were they were very active at the deadline. Very. They made a lot. They they made the big move to get Marte, and I'm surprised they did that. But they traded for Jan Gomes. Yep. Um, who else they got? Josh they got Harrison. Josh Harrison. Who else did they get? They got was they made another trade. Um, Chafin, Andrew Chafin, Andrew, from the Andrew Chafin from the Cubs. Cubs. That was a nice move. They definitely um, improved. This is their last year with everybody. Yeah. Olson's gone. I think Loriano is Loriano gone? Or Chapman gone? Somebody's gone. I don't know. Olsen's gone. Olsen's definitely gone. Yeah. Interesting. I'm I'm sick of this. I'm sick of talking about the Mets. I hope on Monday we come in here and the Mets are 59 and 52. Oof. That would be ideal. Let's see. Think about the statement you make. What if they're 56 and Whatever. I might not be here. Yeah. Yeah. Full blown. Full blown football season. Yeah. 
Done. We'll never talk about baseball again. No, we're done with baseball. We're full blown in the football season, which we're going to get to yeah. when we come back from this break. And the Knicks made some nice moves the yes. uh, past week, so we're going to get to that as well. But I do want to start with the football because football's more fun. Okay. So we'll, when we come back, Gi- Giants and Jets talk. The s Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at snpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Here we go. Episode 26 of the Hardline Sports Talk. John Michael Masiri, Michael Merlo, here with you. Very excited because now, like, it, that's it. Like, it's August 5th. Done. Football. Yeah. Good. Football today. The Hall of Fame game. Is it over yet? I don't know. Let's check because my friend had the over. I can't believe Najee Harris was in that game. Najee Harris. Clay, you know. Chase Claypool, he only, he got hurt, but I think he's okay. Najee Harris is going to be the most overdrafted player yeah. in fantasy this year. He's going to be running into a wall. Yeah, of nothing. Yeah. But um, anyway, let's talk about our local teams. Okay? Sounds good. I'm a New York Giants fan. You're a New York Jets fan. We disagree here. doesn't matter. It ma- makes for interesting conversation. Yeah. Overall, I think the Giants are getting disrespected. Why do I think the Giants are getting disrespected? I'll tell you why. The offense is a shit show. Mm. They should have drafted offensive line. They shouldn't have gone so all in on getting receiver, receiver, receiver. That That's where I agree with most people. They did a bad job. They're trying to help out their young quarterback, but at the same time, they're not. You know they have four offensive line coaches? Oh, the more the merrier. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but, for um, each position. Ex- oh, yeah, but... Let's talk about this. I think Joe Judge is a really good head coach, and I think it'll be proven this season. He he showed last season that he had his team prepared, he had his team ready to go. I think they also have one of the top defensive coordinators in football, a guy that was extended because other teams wanted to interview him for a head coaching job, Patrick Graham. This team and this defense is always going to be prepared, they're always going to be in the right spot, and they're going to be ready. And they're loaded, especially in the secondary. I think the Giants, just based on being well coached in their defense, are going to win about six to seven games. Just based off of that. Okay. Now, the offense is where, you know, it's a big question mark. I'm setting the Giants at a win total from seven to nine games. That's where I'm setting their win total at. I'm going to go in the middle and say eight. I don't think they're a playoff team. I think that if the offense... Surprises you, the offensive line plays better, Jones plays better because of that, and guys stay somewhat healthy, they can be better and they can make the playoffs. But I don't have that expectation for that offense because I haven't seen it. But they're going to be well coached and they're going to be really good on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to be tough. They're going to be good. That's my argument. Okay, but what are you talking about the part where you feel like they're being disrespected? I don't think people are taking them seriously enough, like especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I think the defense is good. It's, it's really it's, good. It's J- not, Jam is really good. It's not the and best. And they're very well coached. Okay, but there's one problem. It's not even. It's not the best defense. The Washington's got a better defense. Yeah. Right? And, like you said, with the offensive side of the ball, this all the elephant in the room is Daniel, is Daniel Jones. Right. It all relies on him, right? If he has a shitty year, he's out, and the Giants are out of the playoffs. They're not going anywhere. Um, Saquon's back. 
Hopefully he stays healthy. Kenny Galladay's had some health issues already. He's out like two to three weeks. I think the big issue, and we discussed this, was you just touched on a little bit, the offensive line. 100%. They... You can't be relying on Andrew Thomas to all of a sudden take this big step this year and become like an all-pro tackle. He took steps at the end of the season. Yeah. But, I mean, you're saying all-pro tackles if there's 10 all-pro tackles every year. I'm saying you can't expect this guy. I mean, he should be an all-pro tackle for the position you picked him at. Yes, eventually, yes. um, Zietler leaving was big. Yeah. They didn't improve, really, on the line. No. They didn't add much. Um, Did they even add? I don't believe so. They still got Nick Gates as the center, right? And Hernandez and Gates Thomas. is good. Gates is good. Yeah, he's nothing special, but he's good. Gates solid, is a good center. Solid center. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the Kenny Galladay signing, listen, I understand you need to give your quarterback guys to throw to. The Galladay signing in general really didn't make – that much sense to me because I think Kenny Galladay is more of a luxury type receiver instead of a receiver to help your quarterback out because I think he's a guy that you kind of throw open and can go and make acrobatic catches and stuff like that. I don't know if necessarily Daniel Jones has the ability to do that, but we'll see. He could prove me wrong. It's not like Kenny Galladay can't run a route tree, but he's a pretty average route runner, I think yeah. we would say. Um, but yeah, it's all going to rely on this defense and... I don't know if I see the defense getting better, though. I mean, they, they had James Bradbury had a career year last year. Leonard Williams had a career year last year. Are you going to expect that? You know, they're not going to do much better than that. Well, Bradbury's a guy that's been really good in the past. Yeah, but no, he wasn't regarded as a near a top 10 corner in the league. They wouldn't have been able to sign him for what they signed him for if he was. Yeah, I, I still have confidence in Bradbury that he's going to be a number one corner. Oh, yeah. Um, but like they added a Dory Jackson. I think is a, is a nice signing, just because money, money. They gave him a lot of money, but for the role that they have him in, I think he's gonna be he's gonna succeed on the field. You're getting Xavier McKinney back. You brought back Logan Ryan. You have Jabril Peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a really good secondary, and they I'm do. forgetting a couple of guys. They do. They, they have drafted Ju- uh, Julian Love. Julian and... Love. They drafted um. Thomas Thompson or something. I forget. Oh, no, Robinson. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Robinson, I think. From UCF, the corner they really like. Like They're just really like loaded in that secondary. The defensive line, yeah. Who do they have? They have um, Sexy Dexy, Dexter Lawrence, <laughs> yeah. Leonard Williams. Well, they, they still have um, Tomlinson. Tomlinson, right. But and they also replaced him, I believe, right, with someone decent? They, they signed him... Um, they had a guy like Thomas, something Bryant. They brought back. They signed Danny Shelton. Danny Shelton, that was it. Yeah, and he's not. No, he's yeah, a nose guard. Yeah, exactly. But they they drafted Aziz Azulari. Yeah. In the second round, yeah. which I love, yeah. and they really like him. The only thing I will say about this team, the defense. I think the reason why they're like you said, like six seven win team, and then you know if things go better, they could be better than that. Um. The defense. The defense is a solid defense. I just, I can see things getting really toxic with this offense. That's what I'll say. I can see the offensive line being very, being subpar. Daniel Jones not getting good protection. Um, you know, Saquon can't really get out there. and is he, 
Yeah, he can't do his thing. Can't do his thing because he's not getting blocked for. Um, and Daniel Jones dealing with turnovers and everything that he's dealt with his career, his whole career because he's trying to make plays and get the ball out of his hands quicker than he should. And that's why it all depends on the offensive line. And like I said, I can see it getting toxic. And Evan Ingram, and there's a lot of problems that could arise this year with this offense. You want to talk about the Giants. Uh, you know how I feel about Saquon Barkley in, in the draft. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the Giants like rushing, saying, oh, well, you don't have this built yet. You don't have an offense built, so you sign Galladay. Yeah. They didn't have an offensive line build whatsoever, and they drafted a running back. That's why, though, what we just said when we got out of the break with Najee Harris, you I don't care if you put uh, Barry Sanders back there. If you don't have an offensive line to block for you, you're not going to be able to succeed as much as you should. You, same thing with quarterback play. If you can't pass block, look at Pat Mahomes last year in the Super Bowl. The guy's running for his life. The best player on best the planet. Best player on the planet. And they, they put up... They, what, 10 points? Whatever, yeah. 13 points? Whatever they put up? Nine points? You need an offensive line. And you know, we feel the exact same way. You build the team inside out. That's how you build the team. Mm-hmm. You build it inside out. You get the in- defensively, offensively. And, and they're so doing much. the opposite on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. They're building it outside in. They got Saquon. Exactly. They got Kenny Galladay. They draft Tony. They, yeah. they draft, you know, they, they had Shepard. That's and, it. I completely forgot about... Their first round pick. They I mean, have it just, it just left my mind for a second. They have weapons. Oh, they got plenty of weapons. But here's the thing: you're gonna say, "Oh, well, there's no excuse for Jones. He has all the weapons." Yes, but at the same time, you didn't build the right. most important part. Like, of course, any smart person would say, "Oh, I'd rather the offensive line than you know five weapons yeah. to throw." Down. Like he literally has. He's not gonna have a bad receiver on the field. No, he's gonna have Galladay, Shepard, Tony. They signed John Ross as a speedster. They have Evan Ingram. They have Slayton. Kyle Rudolph. They have Slayton. I'm forgetting about Slayton. Like, they, he's not going to have a bad receiver on the field. Yeah, he's got plenty of guys to throw to. I'm nervous. A lot of pressure on this kid. A lot of pressure on the whole team. Mm-hmm. I think Judge is my guy, though. I'd run through a wall for him. I'd, I'd rob stores. I'd, do, I'd cross streets and bridges and jump oh, off okay. bridges for Joe Judge. Okay. Take it easy. Yeah. What's his name? Looney and, and Todd Davis. They want to retire because uh, they can't. Retired, yeah, because yeah. they can't handle running. Cool. Yeah. Why don't you go cry about it? Yeah. I don't think Looney necessarily said that. Fat asses. Just, okay. Can't handle conditioning. Okay, yeah. leave. We don't want you. You yeah. don't. You don't want to be re- rested and ready to go in the fourth quarter because you conditioned in August. Cool. Right. Get out. Leave. Right. Retire. Talk about your Jets. I like your Jets. Yeah, Jets. I like your so Jets. Far. Um, yeah, I'll talk about my Jets. Um, Zach Wilson looking pretty good. They signed him last week to his rookie contract. Looking pretty good in camp so far. A lot of energy. Loving the energy. I'm seeing videos on Instagram and whatnot. Of, I think they're doing this thing. I think I guess it's a new tradition for Salah. A rookie hypes up the crowd every day. Uh, Vera Tucker was the first one to do it. Then Elijah Moore did it. Then Michael Carter did it. They just go out there and start running around and hyping the crowd up. They got live crowds at the, uh, the training camp, but yeah, I'm liking what I'm seeing. A lot of good energy, um, and I gotta say, I don't, I don't want to get crazy here, but Elijah Moore is making me really, really excited. Like I'm getting Debo Samuel vibes from this kid right now. No, he he looks good. Again, you know, it's first week, but he yeah. looks really good. Yeah. I think he's gonna be a good player for them. I think it's gonna be a nice 
weapon for Wilson. I I like your, I love the head coach. Yeah. Listen, we we we're not gonna know much about the guy until the Jets play. Which, by the way, I'm going to the game week one in North nice. in uh, Carolina, Charlotte. That's nice. Gonna be hot. What time should I be ready for? Um, yeah, keep that. Yeah. Um, but I think we set our. I set my expectations for this team. Six wins. That's okay. what I'm expecting out of that. Um, now it depends how they get these six wins. If it's six wins. They're playing in close games. Zach Wilson's taking some steps. It looks like things are coming together. Great. If it's they start out one and seven, and they play all these banged up teams and whatnot, and are getting blown out, and just end up somehow stringing together six wins like they did in Adam Gase's first year when they went seven and nine, it was the most fraudulent seven and nine of all time. Then that's a different story. Yeah. But I'm talking about a legit six and eleven, seven and ten. I'd say those are my realistic expectations. I think it's fair. I got them anywhere from five to seven. Okay. Anywhere from five to seven. I think they're going to take big time steps. I think Wilson's going to be really good. And I can't please, wait to do our predictions. And please, yeah, I can't wait for that too. Oh, you wanna, you wanna pull out that list, or you wanna keep the, the one we did yesterday, and it's in our group chat. No, let's let's save that. Save that. Okay. Um, but. Let's win a game in our division this year. You didn't win oh, a game in the division? Ah. Uh, two years we ago. Had two, we had two wins last year. We beat the Browns and we beat the Rams. We didn't beat a team in our division. Right. So, give me a, give me two wins. Come on. Let's get crazy. Give me Patriots and give me Dolphins. If you don't, if you can't beat the Bills, it's fine. Give me Patriots and Dolphins. That's, that's doable. Yeah. That's definitely You're doable. You're supposed to play your division close anyways. And, then, you know, come on, Robert Sal. Let's go, Zach Wilson. Let's get me going here. Pause. Do you think I, the thing the defense looks the defense can be very good this year, you know they're not going to be a top ten defense yeah. in the league, but it can be a good defense this year. The secondary is still a problem, corners especially they don't have corners. Um, they have some you know uh, guys Bryce Hall and uh, they drafted oh, Hall. yeah they drafted Mike the other Mike Carter from Duke yeah um, and they have guys like Lamar Jackson not to be confused uh-huh. with Baltimore Ravens Lamar Jackson. But and they got Lamarcus Joyner, who's gonna play like a slot corner for them, and they bless Austin. But corner's definitely a need for them. But the linebackers look like they could be pretty good. You got Mosley back. back this year. Um, you got Jared Davis from the Lions, who's yes. been who uh, apparently fits perfectly into this uh, Jeff like Burks defense. And the defensive line training camp is just noise, and you you know you don't know. It's not necessarily what's gonna happen this season, but. Take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Carl Lawson, they had, they've they said, has looked fantastic. He's been getting like three sacks a day wow. in training camp. Sounds like me in camp. Uh, yeah, uh, the yeah. oh, I, I'm sure. Uh, I guess I was at the other Mass Pew camp. <laughs> um, and we know how good Quentin Williams is. And they got other guys. like uh, They got Sheldon Rankins from the Saints. And he got uh, John Franklin Myers and Fotokasi and Nathan Shepard. So... We'll see. I think we set our expectations pretty realistic with this team this year. Um, one, the biggest thing I think everybody's looking for is how Zach Wilson plays and how this coaching staff does in their first year together. Yeah. Two things you got to get right. You got to get your head coach right and you got to get your quarterback right. Yep. So the Jets will see if they have both of them. All right. Looking forward to it. You want to get into a New York Knicks? 
So I, I wish we would just talk football all day. I know. Hold um, on one second. But there's not much to talk about football right now. I know. Let's talk, let's touch on the Carson Wentz. So Wentz is out. Yeah. Colts are my Super Bowl Super, Dark Horse Super Bowl team. I'm gonna take a step off of them. Yeah. I got a new Dark Horse. Oh really? What's that? What's that now? You ready? Not really. You're not ready. Guess. AFC or NFC? NFC. NFC? NFC. Well, the Rams are no. the dark horse team. No, um, it's not the Rams. The... It's not the Rams. Okay, I'm guessing the Vikings. No, the 49ers. Uh, I am the biggest Trey Lance the fan out Trey there. Lance, yeah. And if they're starting him, which honestly, I'm taking everything back in which I said, they should start the guy. Start him. Stop like hitting. Start him. I'm in a bad mood. Stop banging, I'm in an aggressive mood. Stop banging the pause. Shit in the desk. I'm like I am in a bad mood. Okay. Okay. I need to start smacking things. I might be going to Chicago. You might be going to Chicago. Yeah. Why do you want to get shot? No, I got a I got a family member the birthday October. My grandma, and my mom don't want to go alone. Oh, okay, good. That's random, but yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Um. You really think a rookie quarterback's gonna take the team to the Super Bowl? Yes. Oh, God. Love it. Dark Horse. Put some money on it. Colts 49ers. Be a rich man. All right. Well, we'll talk. They're the most interesting team in the league. I'm, like, half joking there. Yeah, I'm half joking there. Their roster is really good. But, and I'm, again, I'm so excited to see what happens there. But, um, yeah. So, let's let's move on a bit. We'll talk about the Niners. Talk about the Colts next time. Because they're just, that's riveting conversation. Okay. Let's let's go to the Knicks. What are you? What are you rushing me along here? No, because you're just mumbling and rambling on about stuff. You're, you're rushing me along. Okay, Knicks. Love the moves. Um, Where do you want to start? Let's start with Kemba. Kemba. Um, well, the most recent news is Randall signing the extension. We'll get into that a little bit, but Kemba. Kemba, yeah, Kemba. I think that's a Leon Rose playing chess. I mean. We, we thought they got Evan Fournier, and people were criticizing the Knicks and saying, oh, is this the move they're going to make? It's like, okay, there's not really much out there. Chris Paul went back right. to the Suns. Like, what do you get? You, they're not going to – you don't know, want them to sign Kawhi? Um, idiots. But oh. don't – I mean, they get, they're getting this guy for a team-friendly contract. He, he wanted to come to the Knicks. He negotiated a, a buyout with a couple years left on his deal. Yeah. And – Listen, we're not getting the Kemba Walker of 2016. That's the thing. But we're getting a guy who can, you know, Julius Randle doesn't have to run the offense anymore. We're getting a legit top 15 point guard in the league. I don't think that's a hot take. And a guy that can put up 18 to 20 points a game. And stretch the floor out. I like Kemba. I do. It's obviously an upgrade. Yeah. Over what they had, I mean, you're 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 essentially trading like Reggie Bullock and Alfred Payton for Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. Yeah, that's what you did, which is a massive upgrade. And but, now Derrick Rose is in the spot he's supposed to be in. Right, you don't have to run him to the to the ground. He's the backup point guard. Yeah. He's just he's got this knee injury, which he dealt with last season. He dealt with a, a year ago. I mean, the year before that, not good. No. So you you you're almost like, like it's a good move. It's a low risk, yeah. high reward type exactly. move. But the the knee scares me. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah. The knee scares me. That's fair to say. I but think like that they're gonna said, have, they're gonna think, have to watch it. I think for what they're wagering, you you're okay. Yes. You can live with that. hundred percent. You're okay with that. Yes. Yeah. It's a good. It's an obvious good move. Yeah. But pipe it down a little bit. The knee scares. Okay. Me. Yeah. 
Randall, though. Ra- oh, it's phenomenal. Fantastic. The best case scenario. I, I saw... I cannot believe I saw Knicks fans complaining about this. Oh, it's... Really? The guy had a bad playoff series, and you're going to go on and on saying, oh, he's he's got exposed, he's not good, are you giving him this much money? They just got a guy who they were talking about giving the max, and they just got him for under $30 million. He basically left $100 million on the yeah. table, and he helped the Knicks yep. out. This is... Guy who works his ass off. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm getting alerts. No, good. Um, Please. Guy who works his ass off in Julius Randle. Wants to be here. Wants to be here, exactly. How about all the guys that we've criticized over the years that don't do well in playoff series, like uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, a guy who just, I don't know if you heard, won the NBA Finals. Really? Yeah. Um, who, as of literally this year on the first round, was still getting criticized for not playing well in the was playoffs. He really? I wonder what idiots would yeah, criticize I don't know. him. Brother, some kid who wears glasses yeah. and, I don't know, sits across from me a lot. Right, yeah. But uh, give the guy a chance, man. It's you, you can't rip on this move. Ever. It's a you phenomenal move. You know, I woke up to it and I was like, wow, yeah. that is so good for the Knicks. A lot that of this guy's So much flexibility. The fact that this guy isn't being... I'm not even going to say selfish, but demanding. Because, listen, if he played the next year out, and let's just say he had the same or slightly below what he did in 2020, he would have been asking for that Supermax, $200 million. He's still playing better than what his value says. Exactly. So this is – yeah, I mean, I was was harsh on him after the the playoff series, and I had said the Knicks should not give him the max, and he didn't get it. Phenomenal. I think – the Knicks did a very smart move, and Leon Rose and the rest of the front office did a really good job in they spent their cap space, they spent their money, but they did it in a way where they could still be flexible. They don't they didn't pin themselves into mm-hmm. any corners and dig themselves into financial holes where they can't dig themselves back out of. Um, even if let's say something came up next year, Damian Lillard says, Alright, that's enough, I wanna leave, and the Knicks wanna tie it together a package for him. You can move that Randall contract. I mean, it's not easy to move, but he's not on a max deal. No. Speaking of max deals, how about Steph Curry? Yeah. Four years that guy two. is freaking loaded. What is it? Four years two or yeah. five years two? I think he's. It's four. I think he's getting fifty million a year. He's the first player I think ever to sign two two hundred million dollar extensions. Yep. That's. Yeah. You know, pass him over. Must be nice. I just pay for Curry. school. Pass him over. Yeah. Yeah. Pay, pay back. Lionel Messi's going to get a contract, too. Lionel Messi. Like, I care about soccer. Okay. You know, the other thing about about the Knicks, and I heard this today, and it makes a lot of sense, and you take it how you want it. With the way Thibodeau coaches, and they kind of like were comparing it to, to Joe Judge. The way Thibodeau coaches, he's so hard on his players. He expects a lot. And, and he runs some into the ground. Yeah. You're not an attractive place for stars. You're not. So they're saying, okay, this is how we're going to build this team. We're we're not going to win because of one guy. We're going to win because of a team. Yeah. Play defense, play hard, play smart. And looks like that's exactly what they're doing, and they're sticking to their plan. And they're better than they were last year, and I I think they're doing a really good job. I I hope that's what they're doing. Yeah. I hope they're not just saying, there's nobody here, so let's just sign these guys, and they, maybe they'll fit. Yep. Next year is going to depend a lot on RJ. If RJ takes another big step, this team could be in really good shape. Yep. And Julius Randle continue. If Julius Randle shows you 
consistency of what he did last season. And like you said, RJ takes the next step. And you have Kemba. It's like Kemba stays healthy. Yeah. And yeah, Fournier. Like top in and quickly develop a little more. Become exactly. very good role players. That Huge. The Knicks can be scary good. Yeah. We'll see. Opti- cool. Optimistic. Feels good to be talking about the Knicks in, in playoff contention and in a good way and not yeah. a disaster. It really pl- does. A draft pick. It's very refreshing. Exactly. Brooklyn Nets. Patty Mills, the hot signing. Mm. Yeah, let's, let's not. You don't want to talk about Brooklyn Nets basketball? There's no reason to start talking about Patty Mills to the Brooklyn Nets. Patty Mills to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, underrated and real, real blockbuster. It is. Okay. What else is there? That's about it. What should I eat on Saturday? Um, get a cheesesteak. Cheesesteak? Yeah. Don't get Shake Shack. Shake Shack at the game. Angelo's Pizza. Insomnia Cookies. Insomnia Cookies. That's a nice day. Sequel on the way there. That's a nice day. Oh my god. Relax. That's Blando, not me. Idiot. Two two fat asses going to to Philadelphia. I mean, unless we know how to eat. Yeah, we know how to eat. Do. Definitely do. Yeah, we got no me, one's challenging you on that. Me and Jam gotta be up at uh, six o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna call it quits here. But it's good to be back. And we will talk to you guys next week. Please send us voicemails, questions. We'd love to answer some. Anything to say? Nope. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Hopefully the Mets can save their season. Yeah, probably not.